0: then Rajiv, what are the you know, shifts uh, in production, in supply chain, reconfiguration, industry consolidation, et cetera, even, even you know, marketing? Uh, what are the shifts that have taken place o- over the years, you know, during your time in the industry?
1: Yeah. Well, a lot of, lot of re- reconfiguration has taken place.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: China has emerged as, as a as a major force. It was a major force, but it has become much bigger. Mm-hmm. uh manufacturing has shifted mostly out of Europe and America
2: mm-hmm.
1: to India China Indonesia Thailand and others mm-hmm. uh, markets are still in uh, Europe and America Australia Japan but uh, India and Indian and Chinese markets have become very big now okay and uh, they are they're still growing
0: mm-hmm.
1: still growing uh, at st- at some stage, I think uh, India will start importing jewelry. It it already is uh, to some extent, for example, from Thailand, but uh, with the with the free trade agreement that they had. But uh, I think that will, that will go further. And uh, internet has leveled everything. Everybody knows everything. Who are the manufacturers? What are the pricing? What are all those things? You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, otherwise, Indian industry or Indian traders were thriving on lack of information, which is mm-hmm. no more the case. So we'll have to be very competitive, okay, uh, in terms of quality, in terms of timely supply, in terms of designing talent, right, to be able to grow and survive. You know, and um, apart from that, uh, what 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 has changed uh, in the last 20 years is uh, emergence of people like Tanishq. Okay. Uh, companies like Tanish. Tanish is now one of the largest uh, jewelry companies in the world. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh,
1: in I think in first ten years of their existence, they were a continuously loss-making company. Okay. After which uh, they had a new CEO and they he turned it around and it became profitable and it has expanded. Mm. So there are possibilities of some more such similar success stories in um, mm-hmm. and corporate corporatization of the, the jewelry industry wonderful wonderful um, so th- those are expected changes you know and right. uh, as the new generations take over traditional uh, jewelry uh, in, uh, industry traditional jewel jeweler families
0: mm-hmm. uh,
1: there will be more changes
0: right. You know? right so you spoke about uh, you know um, china more and more about it. yeah so you yeah. spoke more about so china so how you know it has become a top manufacturer you mentioned become an important exporter you mentioned its domestic market has also grown so what are the various things that have you know which are the driving forces which have made these all of these transformation happen
1: Uh, I think you're asking me about China or yeah, generally yeah. In the world? China, 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 China. Okay. China has transformed itself in all industries. You know that. Absolutely. In the last 20 years, it, now China is a different different thing, different country entirely. So the same thing has happened in the jewelry industry. They have become a very dominant force and uh, they have one of the largest trade shows in Hong Kong where everybody goes all over the, from all over the world. Mm-hmm. The trade shows in Europe have, have reduced in significance, mm. even in America. Uh, so they, if you compare between India and China, Chinese trade shows are much more organized, much larger compared to the Indian trade show. India, India still, even now, doesn't have a very good venue for a good trade show. Okay. With all the wealth that is there in Bombay, all they do is uh, hold an exhibition at the Bombay Exhibition Center, which is not, doesn't have the infrastructure of international level. So it, it becomes a local show, it, it's still, there's still a lot of activity there, but it is mainly for domestic market. International customers don't, don't come there in large numbers as they go to Hong Kong. Show, you know? So those differences are still there. I mean, the industry is, is different in India compared to China. China, China has very large factories. Mm. much larger than the largest Indian factories. Right. There are few Indian factories which are large. For example, tanishq has a very large factory in, in outside Bangalore Bangalore. Mm. But uh, that scale of operation is not there very often in India. So those are the differences.
2: Right. India has certain
1: advantages. Indian, Indian design talent is very good. Mm-hmm. Chinese still have an issue with their designing uh, boxed mo- mindset where if you see Chinese design, you know it's a Chinese design. You know, similar mm-hmm. thing is there with India also, but India has a certain edge there. You know? Okay. Yeah, but it still need to, we still need to go a long way in terms of creating institutions which are devoted to designing and fashion industry. Some effort mm-hmm. has been ga- made, but uh, it still we still need to uh, go a long way.
0: Okay so so that that uh, you know some couple of points that you made uh, make me uh, think that you know if you look at a supply chain for uh, you know jewelry uh, you know we, we can start at uh, designing on one end uh, and move along and all the way to the marketing and uh, branding and marketing on the on the on the other end so what you're saying is that um, uh, we might have caught up a little bit with with, with designing but uh, we have we, in india has a long way to go china might have managed the uh, uh, optimization and uh, you know scaling up of production but uh, also still has to do a lot of branding and marketing and so on and so forth so is that is that the way, uh, correct situation? Um, is China moving further into branding and marketing? India has not yet caught up on those things. Where, where are we, if you look at it and how do you compare these two nations? Because anyway, these are the top two nations, right? In the industry. Yeah.
1: Well, China is uh, very good in marketing B2B. Mm-hmm. So they, their factories have a lot of uh, customers from around the world.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, Indian industry still lacks there.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And as far as branding is concerned, India still doesn't have any very prominent brands recognized over the world
2: mm-hmm.
1: in, uh, especially in jewelry industry.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, there are some and they're growing, but is, there's still a long way to go.
2: Mm.
1: China, on the other hand, does have some, some brands already and they i think they, they would they would succeed faster because okay. of many issues
2: mm-hmm. you know
1: india needs to have the ecosystem for brand development it it doesn't have as of now most mm-hmm. of our brands are india centered we don't have world 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 brands or global, global world, brands you
2: know mm-hmm.
1: global brands so we are trying we are trying i mean we have for example launched a brand uh, in the us we are not selling uh, that jewelry in india we have, we have launched it in the us mm. so if we succeed or some similar companies like ours succeed then we will become global brands.
0: Mm.
1: so you know, you talked
0: about uh, you know uh, branding you talked about the success of Tanishq in india uh, you know so what are the other changes that are taking place in the consumption end of the business. And, uh, you know, while while talking about it, uh, I, I do want to include two things, the ra- ra- rising income level, rising, you know, disposable income, along with the rise of e-commerce also. So, so given these tra- visible changes that we can see in the society, do you, uh, how good has been the, uh, you know, Um, jewelry industry in responding to it? Has there been an impact at all or they are are still, you know, happy with the traditional way of selling in in the stores during wedding season and things like that?
1: India still has predominantly sales through stores Mm
2: -hmm.
1: but the online marketing is is also growing and you'll be surprised to know that a lot of small, small players are selling online and exporting. Mm So uh, people just hire a few people to do online marketing and start selling. So that is growing. And some of those those, uh, small people will grow into large companies, for sure, if they aggressively uh, market.
2: Right. So the scene is changing
1: and more and more people are happy buying online. Mm -hmm. Uh, And especially imitation jewelry, people don't mind buying online. But when it comes to, say, a solitary diamond ring, they still want to go to a store and buy it there. But things are changing gradually. People are still buying expensive jewelry online.
0: OK. Any other change taking place at the consumption end that I've, we have missed out so far in India or around the, the world?
1: What's happening, uh, what I see now is that the traditional Indian designs are Of course, uh, they have their own market, but uh, the Western styles are now becoming popular in India with the younger generation. Okay. Diamond jewelry at one time, one point of time, was not something that everybody would buy in India. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But over the last 20 years, things have changed entirely, and diamond jewelry has become good for everybody, you know, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because uh, you can buy diamond jewelry from. Say ten thousand rupees onwards or five thousand rupees onwards.
2: Mm-hmm. So,
1: you know, th- those are the changes, and that will grow because a lot of people get, will want to wear diamond off, while is going or whatever. You know. Right. So, right. those are the changes that will take place.
0: Right. So, what do you see as you know important success factors in this? Um, you know a, a industry now and going forward. Uh, you can split it into export business and domestic business, or whichever way you choose to answer this question.
1: I would think that uh, the way to go for factories is to be socially compliant. Okay. As strong marketing teams, we cannot we cannot do without strong marketing teams. Uh, and uh, Professionalize the setup.
0: Okay.
1: You know, bring in automation. Become less labor intensive, if possible, as far Mm -hmm. as possible. Mm
0: -hmm. So
1: you have more standardized product, and you have more uh, on-time deliveries.
0: Okay.
1: Uh, Be conscious about cost and quality. And there is there is ample scope. Right.
0: I I guess i guess design design ability as well as e-commerce uh, you know yes. skills would would also design. be yes
1: ability is integral to success in in jewelry industry you have to have very strong design teams
2: mm-hmm. you have
1: to who have to keep track of the trends in market so all those things are definitely very very critical to jewelry industry mm-hmm. and e-commerce of course uh, all companies have to get into e-commerce and You know, it's not easy because a lot of money is spent on ads and marketing. So a lot of money needs to be poured to promote a brand, but it has to be done. I mean, there's there's no running away from that.
0: Okay, so so is there isn't there a you know uh, I I I want to ask a counter question, right? Uh, while the the Acer's and uh, you know um, uh, company acers of the world did go along that route that they were contract manufacturers and you know making it in other people's brands and then they established the brand and which is something that you're now advocating, but there is also a Foxconn. So isn't there a room and for, for somebody who says that like let somebody else? Manage those things. I'm going to be super uh, good with uh, uh, supply chain and um, super efficient, control cost uh, You know, maybe good at uh, you know design and production and so on. And let somebody else handle the marketing and distribution. Uh, write the jingles, yes, like the slogans. That's,
1: that's also a feasible approach. Uh, it depends on how your uh, mindset is, because most Indian industries are doing that. That's what we've been mm-hmm. doing, right? manufacturing for other brands. But how long will that continue? I mean, you you, okay. you, you cannot continue to be uh, just uh, sweatshops for other brands. Yeah, yeah, You have to have your own brand. So we have to try. We have to get into that. And that will happen gradually. It, 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 it's taking time, but it will happen. And right. then you, you have to beat the big brands They're just as pharma industries uh, industry has done. Okay. Pharma industry uh, 20 years ago was was nowhere, you know, compared to the Western Pharma industry. But now we are beating them in many fields, like generic industry. We are the kings, so we have a lot of dominance there. So why why not in the fashion and jewelry industry? It will happen, okay. But it might yeah. take maybe two decades.
0: I, I, I like your, you know, motivation, uh, you know, that that, that we should, uh, India should get this done. Um, talking of like, you know, uh, today's, you know, India-China discussions are never over without, uh, you know, the the border issues and so on. So there were reports some time back that like, you know, India-China border issues could have an impact on the jewelry uh, exports to Hong Kong and China. Uh, has there been an impact? Because, you know, from those time the reports came, they time things have passed on, so, so, uh, have there been
1: from my experience with Chinese, and I've done a lot of business with Chinese? I don't think they, when it comes to business, business is what matters for them. Okay, you know, if they are buying diamonds from their loose diamonds from India and they need it, they will take it. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: If they don't take it, what do they do? They will have to promote their industry, that which they will do do anyway on their own, right? Whether right. there is a border clash or not. Mm-hmm. So, uh, the companies will continue to buy Indian. Indian uh, material, for example, the main thing is loose diamonds and they manufacture and export to West, Western countries. So it's, that trend is still going to go on.
2: Uh, right. I don't think
1: that's going to stop. But uh, yes, uh, I mean, unless there is a full-fledged war and so the yeah, government comes different. in and takes stop, that's a different matter. But in nor- normal circumstances, I think the business will continue.
0: Yeah. Right, right. So, uh, the other side of the story was about like you know, Indian jewelry business may benefit from U.S.-China trade war. Did they?
1: it did, but not in a big way as as it was expected. We we are getting we are getting customer inquiries which we were not expecting. They they want to shift out of China and reduce their dependence on China. Okay. They are wanting to do that, but it's not easy for them to do that. Because the dependence on china is too too deep mm-hmm. but now uh, it's for the government to promote that shift you know to let let large companies uh, come in and buy from india promote the industry in, in a real sense mm-hmm. and unleash uh, the the hidden power of indian industry and entrepreneurship right which always get gets hampered with indian bureaucracy and red tape you know,
2: mm, mm,
1: mm. even now we get all these uh, circulars from unknown departments saying that this is a survey to be done and if you don't fill this in, within 15 days, you will go to jail. <laughs> jail up to so many years. <laughs> mm, mm. So <laughs> all these businesses are also threatened in some way even now, you know, so all that has to go. They have to respect entrepreneurship.
0: Right. For the right. Mission to progress. Maybe that's a Good stage for me to ask this question to you. Like, you know, what are your thoughts on, you know, about outlook over the next five years, ten years, and so on? And you could cover, you know, things that should have like these that should change. Uh, will they change? And what will be the role of e-commerce? So, so you know, technology. You could give an overarching view on, you know, outlook over the next five to ten years. Uh, e-
1: e-commerce is going to play a very big role. Maybe not over five years, but maybe over ten years. Mm-hmm. A lot of buying will be done online. Mm. Uh, so, we will have to be very strong in that field. Right now, for example, our customers, some of our customers, the, the company I started with, the brand is now owned by Richline, which is owned by Warren Buffett. Okay. So, they have a very, very strong online presence. Mm. Uh, and they sell online and we we make for them. So it's the mm-hmm. same thing continuing.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: They have they have the a dominant presence in uh, in e-commerce, and we we still are struggling on, on e-commerce, and we are still making for them. And when, when we make something for $10, they sell it for minimum $30. You know, those are the proportions. Uh, and in case in in some cases, they sell it for $60 or $70. Mm-hmm. They, when we make say uh, something worth $10 uh, and we make and net profit of maybe 50 cents or a dollar. Mm. Imagine the kind of profitability they have. All of right. course, they have very yeah. high overheads as well. But, then, you know, those are the things we need to look at and, and, and position ourselves in such a way that we don't remain uh, sweatshops for others, you know.
0: Right, right, right. And, uh, you know, looking back, you know, what are the things that you enjoyed most about your entrepreneurial journey
1: it has been quite a journey very exciting uh, very challenging very tough too right. but the rewards are fantastic so mm. and apart from the money that you make
2: mm.
1: you enjoy the journey i mean the, the looking back if i have to live this all over again and the stages that i really like now mm. are the, the the struggle stages when well, at various stages, we achieved success, and uh, those are the those are the great days and very exciting days. So the journey is what excites most, you know, rather than the the goals that, that have been achieved.
0: Wonderful, wonderful. I think uh, that's quite an inspiration for for youngsters who maybe you know uh, yes. looking up to an uh, entrepreneurial journey. And in yours is a story of like you know get into a, even an industry which was you know you didn't have connections, you didn't have knowledge, you were not uh, you know trained and so on and so forth. And then you jumped in yeah. and uh, and and built a business mm-hmm. on that. Yeah. Wonderful, wonderful. Uh, Thanks a lot, Rajiv. It was you know, a pleasure talking to you, you know, enjoyed the conversation and uh, you know, learned a lot about uh, you know, the, the its challenges and uh, you know, your, your own challenges in, in you know, uh, building this business and uh, wishing you all the success in the next few years. Um, is there one thing that you want to leave as a legacy? You've spoken about uh, this thing. So what would be the legacy that Rajiv would like to leave for the industry, for his company? Um, how would you like your company to be different from you know you you talked about other people being family oriented and so on so how will yours be different?
1: Well, my thought process right now is I I'm now uh, already twenty five years into industry so I would like to create a trust for the workmen that I worked with us for so many years.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: Make them financially secure and comfortable, their family, their children, their education and all that. That's what I'm wanting to work on. And secondly, I would like to help future entrepreneurs, those who want to start a business. My word to them would be, if you have that thought in you, Mm -hmm. don't let it die off. Take the risk, take the plunge, something will happen. Just be persistent and something will happen. You might face a lot of difficulties, but something can happen. And you can do business with little money and grow it. I have done that. I didn't I didn't have a lot of money to start a business in jewelry. I had lost a lot of money in other businesses, so I didn't have a lot of money. But I did that with little money and then it kept on growing. Probably the rate at which we grew would have been faster if I had a lot of cash in hand, but it didn't happen. But what I'm what my suggestion to Future entrepreneurs, budding entrepreneurs, or those who have business in mind, would be try it out. Don't give up the idea.
0: Okay, um, yeah, I'm going to probably push you a little bit further. You admired, uh, you know, Tanish being a, a professionally managed jewelry uh, company, right? Uh, would your legacy be like that? Would you be thinking along those lines for, for your own company? Because you said that many yes. others are family owned companies. So would you be? Yeah. Am I putting you in a spot by asking you this question? But then so. Oh, my my <laughs> family uh,
1: is also of the view that uh, we should professionalize the company, and the okay. company in future should be run by professionals. My daughter is involved to some extent. She's in the US, and she is promoting a brand which is owned by our company. Mm-hmm. But uh, she 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 is just going to be a shareholder. So we we are we would like to uh, bring a team of professionals which will run the company and make it a uh, dominant force in the industry worldwide mm-hmm. in future. Whether I'm there or not, but it it can still happen. And I would like to leave that as a legacy, where a company is run by a professional team and. The, the name the name survives for many many years
0: to come. Wonderful, wonderful. I think that's that's, that's a wonderful thought and wonderful initiative, especially in an industry which uh, you know which which you said that uh, there should be more professionalisation. So, prob- you. I expect you to be the part path breaker. I mean, um, you know, even uh, you, why do you say I won't be there? You can you can be there. You could be the Bishma Pitamaha or the the the. <laughs> the the wise man at the top, but but uh, you know let let the professionals run the show. You know, wonderful, wonderful. Thank you, thank you, Rajiv. Uh, it was a pleasure. As I said again, uh, we enjoyed. Uh, I'm I'm sure uh, we we had a very different and interesting conversation from 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 what we have had in the past. Uh, different industry, different knowledge, and as I said, uh, we we had to find a suitable time to talk to a jeweler you know it it cannot you know from a from a family perspective for many of us it can't be too close to akshay tritya it cannot be too close to uh you know Danteras. and then you know mm-hmm. valentine's day also came close by so we just had to like like you know the, soon after that then we are very safe so, yeah. so that's how we, we had to find a appropriate slot to talk to a jeweler
1: yeah thank you for having me it was a pleasure talking to you
0: Thank you, Rajiv. Thank you for joining us in yet another episode of Move Conversations. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Please subscribe to the Move Conversations YouTube channel and press the bell icon to get notifications of new episodes. Thank you very much. Till I see you in the next episode. Thank you very much. Have a great day.